listening to the Apollo Podcast Network. Apologies, my liege. I betrayed you. And now, I'm king. About that. You can't be serious. Come on. What did you expect? That was not the bargain. I gave you our location. In exchange for shelter and supplies, you give me your army and I take the throne. Not so good a bargain. How about this one? My army, my throne. About that. My beef-witted, half-faced scrubs. We had a deal. Sake. Why the hell is there an alligator in here? He's, He's a monkey. Is it though? When I see it, <laughs> that's going to happen this year. Sark already said it's hard. Now nah, you in mixed company with these Baylor well, people. Winning is hard. That's true. He's right about that. But we gotta win uh, ten games. <laughs> Man, winning is hard. Said the coach of Texas. Who? Yikes. <laughs> Obviously, winning has been hard for the first, for, yeah, for the last 10 years, winning has been hard at Texas. We stink, bro. We went <laughs> five and seven, bro. Like, we went five and seven. That shit was, was we went five and seven at Texas. That shit was awful. Mm, hate to this see. is my last year. <laughs> <laughs> oh, man. All right. Uh, we are live on these platforms. I'm going to tweet out this YouTube link real quick from the account. Uh, all right, we are live talking Loki. With none other than at Mr. Blah Blah. Where does that come from? I was Mr. Six Thirty. I got banned. So then I was like, damn, I don't even care about what I talk about anymore. I'm just going to be blah, blah on here. So I <laughs> kept it. Mr. Were you Mr. 630 about, uh, based on your bedtime? Like, is that where that came from? <laughs> okay, I feel you. Look, no, it was Call of Duty. I would tell people I was the best hands down. I think on that. They woke. Hands down. Oh, I get it now. I'm not gonna lie, man. I, I've been following That's you trash. on Twitter. The clock. <laughs> I've been following you on Twitter for the better part of like That's fine. better part of a year, and you go to bed about as early as anybody I've ever seen, like in adulthood. I think like you are out of there, man. So I'm glad we got you on here. My boot. And he go to bed that early, but his, the, the baby don't let him sleep anyway. So he <laughs> like he, get, he just be in bed early. I'm struggling right now, dog. <laughs> she got to do better. 
All right. Uh, if you hear that voice, that is the voice of Mr. Blah Blah. Welcome to the One Take Podcast, episode 73. Real quick turnaround for episodes because Marvel, the Mouse Overlords, they are blessing us with content. Um, Loki finished, Black Widow finished. So we're back at it again. This time, the Texas fans aren't outnumbered. Like I said, we are joined by Stefan, Mr. Blah Blah. Thank you for joining Finally. in. <laughs> We in the we in the building. I'm, I'm glad to be here to bless y'all. <laughs> um, so we are doing this a little bit earlier because, like we were saying, Stefan goes to bed uh, relatively quickly. But uh, it's East Coast time; it's the worst time. So you know, X worst time zone in the country. <laughs> Awful time zone. See, that's what people don't take into account. I'm like a whole hour behind. <laughs> he just up at like three in the morning, which is like six when, when I'm getting up at work. I'm like, dog, go to sleep. Uh, while we are reviewing Loki, plus we're going to do some Emmy nominations talk, you know, the, the award show that everyone cares about, Emmys. Um, we're going to talk about that. But let's uh, let's start off. Stefan, Mr. Blah Blah, give it a give it a review. Um Overall, overarching review of Loki, and uh, we do a letter grade. If you A through F, what do you feel like? Okay. I'm definitely going to have to give it an A. The man, Jonathan Majors, came through all the way with the greatest performance behind the desk I've ever seen in my life. Thanks. <laughs> big facts, big facts. He was, he was putting up... Uh, yeah, he was putting up Stephen A. Smith numbers at the very end. He was putting up, yeah, just incredible debut, LeBron James level of debut of just like stepping on the court and being like, "I'm going for 35 tonight." Y'all just gonna see me in my first game. Yep, incredible. <laughs> now, I wasn't expecting him to act like that. You know, you get a villain, you think, "Okay, this is gonna be a bad mean guy," but that was like a totally different sale of that villain. So I was like, "Okay, yep. Marvel is like feeling themselves now." It's like you can't touch us. You you've got your Disney Plus subscription, so we're gonna do whatever the hell we want to now. <laughs> we- <laughs> We, got we have you. Right we have your eight dollars. You're in here. <laughs> um, no, that give would, it an A. Give it an A. That that's a good starting point because we'll 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 kind of go through the episodes, but we'll eventually get to um, we'll eventually get to. Uh, by the way, this has a 92 percent on Rotten Tomatoes. If you're unaware what Loki is, uh, I I don't know where you've been, but um, since we do it, the a uh, mercurial villain loki resumes his role as the god of mischief in a new series that takes place in the event after the events of the avengers endgame it was uh, created by michael waldron um and stars tom hiddleston owen wilson wow uh <laughs> and uh i'm gonna mispronounce her name um mothba raw i don't forget how you pronounce her name and then sophie DiMartino is sylvie also in here so she is um She's the new character. Also, Miss Minutes. Shout out. Tara Reed. Tara, no, not Tara Reed. Uh, not Tara Reed. Uh, Tara Strong. Tara, Tara Strong. Strong, sorry. The GOAT. <laughs> um, yeah, the guy that uh, created this, Michael Waldron. retweeted her. <laughs> and yeah, yeah. Respectfully. Goated. Respectfully. <laughs> and she can uh, sound like literally any TV character you've ever heard of in your life. <laughs> 
Crazy. Uh, let's see. So we are going to talk about Loki. It has, like I said, a 92% on Rotten Tomatoes. Right now it is sitting at a 8.7 on IMDb. I think it's the highest rated um, Disney Plus show out of all. It has an 87% audience score, actually. So that's kind of interesting. But uh, yeah, so that is Loki. Sorry to do the roundabout way. Uh, we're going to talk about it in an overview. Of course, the final episode is what everybody is talking about. Uh, let's go with Dex. Dex, uh, you've been singing the praise of this show from day one yeah actually not from day one it took a it took a couple episodes for me to be like okay i get it i understand what's happening i'm you know i'm with it like because all the timeline shit and variants and all that kind of shit at the beginning i was like i don't know what the fuck is happening i'm just watching the show is just like on i'm gonna watch it every single week i i like it but i have no idea what it means Kind of like Lovecraft Country, speaking of Jonathan Majors, because like the first couple weeks of Lovecraft Country, I was like, I don't, I have no idea what the fuck is happening. There's magic and demons and shit, and it's just weird. But, you know, around episode three, it started to really pick up. Loki did. And yeah, I, this, I think this is definitely the best of the MCU shows so far. It, honestly, one of the best things the MCU has done outside of like Infinity War and Endgame in a long time. It's, uh, I give it an A for sure. The, the characters were really fun. You got to like really know them and like just hang out with them. It's just a bunch of people sitting around talking a lot of the show, which is different for the MCU. So yeah, man, I'm, I'm sold. I'm hyped on whatever happens next. Season two of Loki, Doctor Strange and the Multiverse of Madness is going to be crazy. I'm, the show was it. The show was legit. All right, Teach. I'm also going to give it an A. Uh, I'm not, I wasn't a big fan of Loki coming in. It's not like I didn't like Loki, but he wasn't I wasn't watching these MCU movies for Loki, right? Uh, so I ton of women my, were. Yeah, I had <laughs> that's true. That's true. I had my like reservations about how they'd be able to keep my interest about a story that just zooms in on a character that I'm like, eh. But after they've done it with Wandavision and done it with with Falcon to a lesser extent, I was pretty excited for this show. And from the first episode, it kind of grabbed me. I kind of like that we get to take some time with these characters, just kind of see them up close and more intimately and kind of see their motivations play out in a different form. Uh, Owen Wilson was great. I thought it was very well casted. Even be, we obviously there has been allusions to Kang all season and we thought Kang might show up, but after Mephisto never showed up, I didn't want to get my hopes up. So, <laughs> you know, we when he finally pops up 20 minutes of this episode, I was just like, holy shit, like it's happening. It's happening right now. The MCU is about to go to a different level. And they were able to have a show that was not only just fun for six hours, what was it, three hours or somewhere around there. Not only was it like a fun watch, they also did like something huge that now we all see the new direction of the MCU. I mean, that's massive. Now we know what the next three or four movies are going to look like, whereas we just knew the, you know, the names of them and the cast of them. Now we have some kind of inclination of where the story's going and at, they were already getting our money anyway, but now I'm even more excited. So they had a great standalone show that also made me even more hype for future projects. That's an A. Yeah, it's um, Kevin Feige said early on in the process of these shows. Uh, of course, everything was kind of slowed down by COVID, but like he said early on in the process of making these shows that they were going to have, like you were going to have to watch them because they were going to have huge impacts on the MCU, and this is kind of the only one that really did. Of course, you get you get a new Captain America in the last show, but like this is the only one that really had the most 
impact, I think, just because of the way that it ended. Um, I'll just go into my review really quickly. I give it an A minus. I think it is a great, I think it is a very good show with a great elite ending. I think some of them, I think it slows down considerably in the middle. They don't really go anywhere. They kind of, especially in the, I think the third episode, the one where it's just them running around the, the desolated planet the entire time. It's a lot of going nowhere, but I, I do like the character study of it. Um, I think Tom Hiddleston actually gets to show off his uh, acting prowess a little bit more uh, than he did before. Cause I mean, he's got, he's he's got it all i mean everybody loves chris hemsworth but he's definitely like the best actor in that movie series so um that natalie portman erasure right there that might be Uh, natalie portman erasure i'll I'll give dex that oh yeah i forgot that she was (laughs) we don't we don't talk about those first two movies not not that she has a lot to do with those right they were terrible they were horrible um the so sorry sorry to the god natalie portman she's gonna be great in the next film um but you know i think his rapport with his cast members i think him and owen wilson's chemistry was surprisingly really good i was really surprised by that um i think the twists and the turns were were good and and especially when they started introducing all the other loki's and everything else uh, i thought it was just it ended up being really fun and and yeah, there wasn't as much action in it. And sometimes I found myself like, can we do something here? But then it would be like, talk, 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 talk at each other. And then all of a sudden we're like sword fighting or something like that. So it was kind of an intro- weird way to do the action. But then again, Loki's never been the biggest fighter in the MCU or anything like that. Like he barely does anything in uh, Ragnarok, you know? So it's, it, it, that's fine. I think the ending, like I said, good show, kind of slow at parts elite ending i thought jonathan majors put up 35 10 and 11 i thought he like he he's putting up triple doubles and we've said that and we said it on the last podcast marvel has a villain problem they just kind of do it's inherent in a lot of their stuff because they they like to focus on the heroes whereas like dc and stuff almost could give a shit about whatever heroes are on screen um so they kind of like put these he- villains in besides Thanos to kind of be cannon fodder for the for the heroes to And Hella, please do not disrespect Hella. We are we will not do that. Hella was the god. Yeah, she was incredible. No, she, she was, was killed. Terrible. She Whoa. Dropped 50, she dropped 50, bro. Hella was amazing. She dropped 50 in her debut. Expand. I want her back. Well, Hella was great. She Ultron was needs his credit. Ultron oh, always gets slender, but I love that. I'm do with you on this one, start man. This. Ultron is awful. He's terrible. Ultron is underrated. Go Ultron back and watch it. Is, that, that whole movie is super underrated. Ultron, Ultron was terribly written. I'll tell you that because it was the, written horribly. The trailer, the trailer for that show, you're like, this is gonna be the like voiced by James Spader, who has an all time voice. Like you thought he was gonna be menacing and terrifying and all this stuff. Uh, and then he was like dick and fart joke the entire movie. Like, so. Ultron had none of the bars of Josh- Ebony Maw and, and, and three times the power of Ebony Maw. And none of the bars, 
Ebony Maw was out there spitting, bro. And he didn't even do anything. He just he was out there spitting. Like I needed a lot more boss from Ultron, bro. Josh he didn't Wheaton. give me anything. Josh Wheaton. We got the multiverse now. So yeah, Ultron know. coming back. You never know. We don't need Ultron to come back. Also, Vision is Ultron now. And Vision also is trash. So it's like a trash begets trash. That's what happened. I mean, but Vision, you know, he came back after WandaVision. Like he he we right, accept right. Vision. Now. Out there too. <laughs> I, I, uh, that brings but, me to a point that uh 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 you know Royden was just saying like you know there's not a lot of fighting in the show at all. I know that I'm weird because the in all three of the shows the moments that I really enjoyed had nothing to do with fighting. Like I didn't care to see Vision fight White Vision. I disagree. I was just the like best, the best moments in Falcon and the Winter Soldier were when when they were actually when they were yeah. fighting. Yeah, that, I that. like when I was slandering Maga Cap. That was my favorite moment. Uh, <laughs> yeah. but Hold we have up, a Maga Mark. Cap defender on this on this podcast. So we're not gonna talk about that because that's a horrible take. And we have to. <laughs> add, by the way, we have to bring back our segment where we asked Stefan his oh. most hottest take and that's going to be a complete yeah. train wreck remind me that at the end of the podcast but continue uh, with what you're saying so I, I my moments especially in loki but uh definitely in wandavision as well my favorite moments were moments where they weren't talking or where they were talking and not fighting so i was really scared that this episode was just going to be all fighting again but it like what we got was so much doper like mm-hmm. to sit down and just listen to them talk for you know 20 minutes it's like shakespearean theater it's like there's a set there are three people in a room and they're having a conversation and you are seeing the way that they react to this conversation. And I just could not have asked for more from a, from a, a television show. And I've wanted to end all these series in this way. Let's have some, let's have some conversations that illuminate the audience into things that are happening and things that are about to happen. And that's not even to mention the fact that all three of the actors in that scene are just going crazy Jonathan Majors is clearly not afraid of the moment. He's like, I don't care that I'm new to this thing. I don't care that y'all have been on set together for six weeks. I'm about to come in here for this one week and I'm about to body this. I'm going to go crazy. And it was just so cool to watch. We learned so much and it, it was so menacing, even though like Stefan said, he's not like being mean. He's actually being like incredibly like cordial to them. He's giving them coffee and shit. He's, he's like, ha ha ha, like you can't kill me. And it was just, and that in itself made it so menacing. And I thought it was the perfect way to end the show. And they had already established, they would, I was already going to give them an A, but seeing that finale, it was easy to be like, oh yeah, this is crazy. Stefan, you have some thoughts. Like in my rewatch, my favorite thing was watching Loki kind of like change his mind. Like, oh shit, he may be telling the truth. And like, you see his reactions and how he starts to sit back and he kind of like opened his mouth at one moment. I was like, well, damn, this is really dope to watch. Because Loki doesn't trust anybody, doesn't believe anybody, and he himself is a trickster. But he was like, hold on, this <laughs> something, something's wrong. We're kind of fucked up. And then you see it at the very end where it's like, we're all going to die. Y'all don't even know who I am anymore. He's panicked. Is this when Dex is about to slander Sylvie? Because I got some thoughts on this. Uh, let's Dex go ahead. Let's go ahead. Yeah, I'm, let's, I'm, let's do that. I'm on, I'm on board this train. Let's do that. She's like she like Star Lord. She's Star Lord that shit so hard. So yeah, hard. Like, bruh, we get it. You you didn't get to have a childhood. Whatever. That's very sad. I'm sorry for you. Like, I'm sure they're very sorry about doing that to you. Whatever. But like, you no, they are fuck up every single timeline in the known multiverse because you are upset about some shit that happened like when you were a child. And you're a Loki. You've been alive for what, like thousands of years? Like you. Come on. In Get the words, in the but words still, of K. Think about it. If grow you up. Erased, 
Thank you. Thank you, Stefan. Look, if you erase me, and like imagine me going back and like seeing a multiverse where somebody is chilling in my house that like I paid for and they with my wife and my baby. <laughs> I am messing up everything, dog. <laughs> Everybody so dies. Think about that. Like somebody's in your whip, somebody's at your job making people laugh. Like that, and that's your whole role. And you erase <laughs> me from that. Everybody got to pay now. You got to take it in blood, bro. I didn't, I don't, I, I'm not mad at what she did at all. Sylvie got it back in blood. They ruined her life. She got it back in blood, bro. She goes, I, I understand what you're saying, Loki. I, I don't give a fuck about no multiverse of war. I'll tell you what's going to happen tonight. This dude is dying tonight. <laughs> nah, Plus, like who's to know that he was telling the truth? Because I think that he gave them a false dichotomy. He gave them only two options, but there were more than two options. Okay, even if everything that he said was true, the only options are you take my job and keep it running or you kill me and we have to go to war. There has to be some other options. I don't like when people give me only two options when there are other options. He had to, I, I obviously I wouldn't want Sylvie to make the decision if I was Loki or anybody else on the timeline. But if I'm Sylvie, I'm probably doing the same thing. So I can't really hate on her for that. Anybody, get it back in blood, what bro. other options? Anybody with a machete to their neck who is like, see you soon. You do not kill that person after that. You, you just go away. You're okay, done. that's true. That's true. That's <laughs> he been said to see you soon after he got stabbed. If he had maybe said that before, maybe you maybe she would have told him, hold on, what you mean by that? <laughs> like, wait a minute. Wait now. A minute. Like, what, what else you going to do? What do you mean by that? <laughs> what do you mean by that? <laughs> I... I'm sorry, but I was watching that whole conversation. I was like, Silva, you got to relax. You about to fuck this up for everybody, bro. <laughs> I, they did such a good job of the whole season of playing that. Obviously, we, we know these characters are Loki, so we know you can never fully trust what they say. These two are developing a relationship, but who believes who? What should the viewer believe? And I thought they did a really good job of playing that balance of like, both of them are like skeptical, but also like falling in love slash really building with each other discovering things about themselves to discover things about the other person. And the way you set it up is like, you have what is a logical decision to be made. And we know that our Loki is making the logical decision, but we also know that Sylvie can't make the logical decision because she hasn't seen the things or been through the things that Loki has gone through. And in fact, her experience has been much worse. And so she can't see the, you know, the, the reason why Loki understands the decision when it comes to him is because he has met all these people that have done all these things. And then he was really affected by what the classic Loki did in episode five. What episode, what classic Loki did was just make a sacrifice, which is totally contrary to what a Loki should do. But he sacrificed himself for the greater good. And Lo I think Loki took that to heart. So now you come to this decision and Loki saying, Sylvia, I know what you want to do. I know what you came here to do, but the best decision for everybody would probably be the other decision. Let's just wait on it. But Sylvie couldn't do it. Like she, she could not see it that way. She just, she just he, couldn't. But I think the other thing is Loki saw the highlight film of him getting crushed by Thanos. So like, <laughs> you know, that's your fate. You got to act totally different. You can't. Like, nah, bro, we you know. mixing this the shit up. The highlight film. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, let, can we do anything that like makes that not happen? Can we do yeah. that? Yeah. Let, that? Whatever version I got to do to make that not happen, let's do that. Because that looks, like, I got to be honest with you, that looks terrible. It looks awful. <laughs> Uh, I just, yeah, go ahead. Uh, they just, I killed they my really mom, this, then man. I get my head crushed for no reason. Yeah, like I'm hitting the reset button, bro. I, but I do that on Call of Duty if I get yeah. killed too many times. So that's just what I do. So I'm quick to I'm quick to prune some shit and reset some shit. I throw too many interceptions in NCAA football. I'm just locking <laughs> I'm out. Resetting that shit, but that's not going. That's not going on my stats. I'm go. trying to win the Heisman, bro. I'm resetting the game. 
terrible time to terrible time to put ice in my mouth sorry um (laughs) so i what i like about this especially the first few episodes when you're trying to figure out what the tva is what they're about it does a good job of like giving you mystery because you think of eventually i mean it ends up being sort of a big mystery but it really plays in the first like couple of episodes as a big whodunit and where you're going and like kind of i don't know sort of like a serialized mystery novel or something like that and i really love the set this is something i kind of noticed i really love the set design how everything looks like it's from the atomic era like 1960s sort of thing like uh miss or 1950s 1940s sort of era uh miss minutes all that stuff i I really enjoy that and especially when he gets into the tva for the first time and there he's going through processing and everything like that and he's like what is going on he's like just sign this is everything you've ever said what (laughs) another page this is yeah that was a really fun way to do exposition because like you see that that random dude get like pruned or whatever. He's like, like, oh, you can hit with the stick. You're done. Like forever. <laughs> like you're just out of here. <laughs> you like think that the whole fucking time. And then it happens to Loki and you're like, shit. Well, obviously he's going to come back, but you have no idea how, because like mm-hmm. they set it up to where you think that the, you're just gone forever. So like when Loki gets pruned, when Mobius gets pruned, you're like, well, fuck, like we get yeah. some shit now. Yeah. I think just the favorite thing about Loki and WandaVision is, just like man the mystery and the guessing game like Kyle would be at work like thinking of like eight theories but like with Captain and Winter Soldier it's like all right I know what you're gonna do like the only thing that surprised me was he got denied the loan but like other than that (laughs) you and that loan you you were gonna fight etc he got denied the loan bro that people hated that loan shit man I was like I was it's, stunned by it's how it's nonsensical, bro. It's it's literally nonsensical. Like that man literally helped save the world from Thanos, and y'all denied that man alone, bro. That's crazy. Hey, bro, Thanos don't go on your credit report. I'm sorry, don't say that on here. Exactly. Don't say he that all the rules. Like if that one man approves that loan, now he's called out. Like, oh, Captain, don't even have any, you know, financial records to back. <laughs> Fucking Experian, don't say fought with the Avengers. Like, nah, bro, you gotta <laughs> pay your bills on time. It could just say on your left on the Experian sheet. You should be able to get credit <laughs> everywhere, bro. You should be able to get credit wherever you want it. Nah, bro, you had five years. You missed all these payments. Like, you you done out here. <laughs> you done out here, fam. Credit still rolls through and the water bill still comes through no matter if you were snapped or not. And then a side note, like, I don't think we want to get off topic, but like Wakanda, they had all that money. They couldn't throw a brother a little bit of change, but anyway, going past that. Uh, That's why he should have sold the shield. If he was that broke, he was that down bad. He should have just sold the shield. That's all he had to do. He's just going to give it back. Like, bro, you don't... Hit Poshmark or some shit. <laughs> that can never be my cap. I'm sorry. <laughs> Anthony Mackie. Anthony Mackie was big. No handouts. No thank you. <laughs> yeah, basically, bootstraps energy, bro. I didn't like that. I didn't like that at all. I would have took my hand out. I would have sold that shield so fast. Cap hand would have spun from the past. He'd be like, what? You sold it? I would have sold that shit so fast. 
to Hydra or whoever the fuck wanted it. Whoever wanted it, bro, they were getting it. I gotta fix it. They'll make you another one, bro. You're an Avenger. Get another shield. Like I'm an Avenger. I got that. <laughs> nah, but it's what the re- it's what the shield represents. Oh, it's so it, rep- it represents at represents least three M's, get you three or four and you See what happens yeah. with them. You see how uh, sister was down bad, bro. I'm telling you, everybody could have won. So uh, back to Loki. Uh, um, no, I, I, I don't really. It, it is really a showcase for, uh, for the actors in this. You know, uh, Owen Wilson. It, 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 he has such an interesting career because he, he goes from being sort of this guy that's in these indie films and like. Uh, it's actually a really good, you know, kind of starts to be a renowned actor and everything. Then he becomes the comedy guy of like the mid 2000s. And yeah, now, yeah, it just, he has such an interesting career. He has such a weird arc that you forget that given the right project, he's a really good actor. You know what I mean? And I think this role suited him really well because a lot he wasn't asked to do too much but he was just asked to be dry and uh, you know believable enough you know what i mean i don't know how to describe his character he was just he was kind of kind of kind of comedy relief but the the hopefulness behind his character was a really good arc for this show because a lot of people really liked it yeah he crushed it he did a great job but um yeah he yeah, has th- a good choice to be the person that you like find out that they're variants or whatever like his whole jet ski shit yeah uh him just being in charge and being like trust me i understand loki we're friends i roast him every day like i i know exactly what he's gonna do blah 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 trust me and then like finding out oh they're all variants like through and wilson i thought that was really good mm-hmm. yeah i think um like I said, I think the set design and everything in this was was really good. I think it played a huge part into that. I think the mystery part of it, I, I just don't really have that much more to say other than I think because everybody's talking about the very end and what the, the, the implications of the very end of the movie. Like we knew that Kang was coming because he's already, Jonathan Majors has already been cast in, in Ant-Man, Quantumania. So, oh shit. So um, yeah, I just, uh, I'm more kind of interested in, in what they're going to do post this especially and how confusing because not everybody's seen this show i mean it's getting millions of viewers but i'm more interested in what everybody's gonna be like the first time they walk into like the dr strange movie like that millions of people are gonna see they're gonna be like what the fuck (laughs) (laughs) that's their bad bro everybody knows that's their bad if you don't got eight dollars to watch disney I think that what I'm most fascinated by actually is I I just assumed that this show was going to be a send-off for Hiddleston. I just thought that he was going to be replaced. Either Sylvie was going to be our Loki or somebody else. But clearly, Hiddleston's not going anywhere. Like, he, mm-hmm. the show ends with him in a different timeline, and that's either going to be – we're going to go through that either in Loki 2 or one of these movies. So he's obviously got a role to play in the Phase 4, so he ain't going nowhere – which is a win for us because he's great at the character, obviously. He knows where his bread is buttered. He, he yeah. is not he said, I'm Chris gonna keep Evans. Cashing them checks. Yeah, he's like, <laughs> he said, I'm going to keep on cashing them checks. I'm going to yeah, keep on like, cashing them checks. My check clear? Thank you. I'm going to keep coming back. <laughs> the one thing I hope they really do, though, is really drag King out. Like, I feel like now you've got so many variants of him. Like, he should be, you know how Thanos, like, we would see him at the end grabbing a glove or, you know, something small, but it's like, 
you've got Kane. You can drag him out in different ranges through all of these movies until we get to the big fight. Because like I'm, I love fights, but like how many times can you fight and be that entertaining? It's like exactly. no judgment. But people who love Fast and the Furious, it's like okay, it's the same thing over and over. I love the big CGI fight, but like I love MCU counseling that we get through Disney Plus shows way more. I'm interested to see because now it's going to be different variants of K- of Kang. It's going to be. I'm interested to see if Jonathan Majors can pull off being different versions of the same person. He it's like an actor's dream. He gets to yeah. literally be like, here are six ways I want to play this character, and he literally gets to play all six of them. Like, yeah, he could be mean and crazy. He could be senile. He could be paranoid. Like, he can literally make every version of Kang a little different. And that sounds like an like it's, it's like an actor's showcase. Like. Not even the people that are in the MCU now get to do that. Like uh, uh, Hiddleston got to do a little bit of it in this particular show, but not a ton of it. Like President Loki wasn't like a very d- big departure from what he's doing as Loki, right? But like what, what he started, uh, you know, yeah, started his career. Or how he started. So, yeah. but but like the, potentially we could have Jonathan Majors playing four very distinct, very different characters with different personalities, and that, that's just dope as hell. And also like because we like this one representation so much, it's like. Now we get to see him be like, here's my second spin on the character or my third spin on the character. And that's just going to be dope. And it's somebody who, who's already done a good job. And so now we trust him. And now they trust him to have leeway to do whatever he wants to with these characters in terms of their personalities. That's going to be dope. I'm very excited for that. How much of Jonathan Majors have y'all like seen before? Because I've only seen him in The Five Bloods, which he didn't do much, and Lovecraft Country, which like, I mean, he did a lot, but he was pretty pretty flat throughout that show i felt like i think so, those are the only two that i've seen as well last black yeah, man in I, san francisco oh, and, no, I, I i watched half of last black man in san francisco before i got bored but i, I didn't see that, that movie because it looked kind of ass not gonna lie to you but i didn't like i saw jonathan majors come on that's uh that's love character right and then i was like what is he doing here why and he started acting i was like oh i get it now i see the vision i'm fucking hype he's really had a he's really had a huge he's only been acting since 2000 and like like full time since 2017 so he's had like a huge rise after the past yeah this is gonna be dope i'm i was wrong i i will admit i thought the comic book oh you were you were so again you you got a bullshit I was like, there's no fucking way they're just going to be like, here's say, a brand new character at the season finale, and I, I, I was wrong. I was like a fucking You idiot. did go hard on them. You said, ain't no fucking Mephisto. Ain't no fucking <laughs> Kang. Get that shit. You went hard on them, bro. You went I hard on them. I, yep. I, I fucked that one up. That's on me. Y'all, y'all got one. Finally. It's been 13 <laughs> fucking years in the comic book nerds. Finally, They finally got us one. Good. Well, this was interesting because everybody and their mom was like, Mephisto, da 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 da. Like, who's coming like for the next thing? And then, and Kevin Feige has just been lying the entire time. <laughs> He's just like, nah, nobody's like, for real, nobody's going to, eh. And then this happens. So it's introducing a, who we know is going to be a major villain within the confines of a streaming service TV show is bold. I will say that. Um, well, what did you think about the very ending, though? It felt like somebody said it felt like Planet of the Apes when they when he when he arrives back at the TVA and they don't and know. They- who he is. <laughs> yeah, I I, I didn't quite isn't... get it, but like, yeah, 
he's in a different timeline. I, I, I picked up on immediately as soon as they didn't uh, know. I was she, like, oh, he, he jumped he, him back to a different timeline. Yeah, he's in a different timeline. And if you, they show the statue of Kang at the TVA, which means this is a different TVA. Like this is one of the ones that is one of the other Kangs that might be more of a conqueror and less of a let me make shit right. Even though this Kang, this particular Kang is also kind of a conqueror, but he makes it seem like he's the nicer version. He might have the nicer disposition, but pruning Never. a bunch of people and throwing them in the void is not like a nice thing to do. Maybe you thought it was necessary, but it's not. It's, it's still pretty horrifying. Like, so if we're getting the nigga that's worse, if we're getting the Kang that's kind of come through and, and pillage and destroy everything, it's going to be scary hours. And if Loki is in that timeline, it's very much scary hours for that man. See, and I didn't think about it, him being in a different timeline, because I do remember seeing the statues in, like, one of the earlier episodes, and I was like, the statues didn't look like that. So I'm like, why is the statue, you know, Kang in his, like, his um comic cartoon, you know, yeah. the Conqueror version. So I was like, okay, maybe I missed it, whatever, but you bring up a good point about that. So we'll see. We'll see. I thought it was more of a fail-safe of, like, okay, I'm dying, so everything resets in the TVA now. I loved how Owen Wilson uh, played that scene, like the last scene where he's yeah. like, who are you? Let's get some boots on the ground. Like, what are you talking about? What department mm-hmm. are you from? I was just like, oh, holy shit. What did y'all think about the, uh, the? I think it was not the penultimate episode, but the episode before when you find out that the, um, when both, you know, they get pruned or whatever, when you find out that, uh, that the TVA, the the I forget what the Watchers or whatever they're called, are um, timekeepers. Timekeepers, yeah, the Watchers. The timekeepers are are <laughs> androids. It was kind of an interesting interesting twist, but it, I don't know. The Wizard of Oz, and they and they gave us enough twists throughout the show. Obviously, the Wizard of Oz things was pretty predictable, but like that uh, was a big moment. Also, when you first see Sylvie kill all the timekeepers and we we think that sylvie is the big bad for that one episode yeah that's pretty cool and they, they really gave us time to just sit with stuff and like stefan said you got to come up with 10 theories of what is happening because we just don't know and that process is just fun like we just got six weeks of throwing stuff at the wall figuring out what the hell is happening and slowly it kind of unveils itself i just it's just such a different experience than watching a marvel movie we sat down for Black Widow. I like Black Widow, but I was done watching it. I had all information in two hours. Like, there was no time to sit around and be like, oh, what's Black Widow about to do? Oh, my God. Like, maybe, like, she's going to turn on her family. Like, we didn't, you know, there's no time and in, in built into a movie to do that. So it's just a cool experience to just kind of watch it with everybody and to just talk about what we've seen piece by piece. This is why we, we television is better. Ben's watching shit. You don't get to do this. You're like, I, I wonder who Lady Whistledown is in Bridgerton. You just keep watching for a couple more hours and you find out. But with yeah, many these, people are asking that question. Yeah. I was. But, uh, <laughs> 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 I mean, I, I kind of yeah, figured it out by the end, but still. I thought I would hate the week to week releases, but kind of like you're saying, like I really do like it because probably I would have like binged it in one day and then spoiled it for everybody. I wouldn't have gave a shit. Been like, hey, Kang is out there. And, you know, oh my God, Kang is out there, y'all. Kind of to... <laughs> Yo, it's y'all like, been I was like, yeah, I watched all of it, my bad. <laughs> but no, it's kind of dope to have to wait and then you're like bored. And like you said, that's when people get down those rabbit holes. It's like, damn, money. Or Wednesday to Wednesday is so long. So, like, what can I do to keep up this hype in my mind and come up with all these crazy theories? Yep. You know, you know what's funny about the Wednesday release to me? 
that was like it didn't feel as long i mean it was kind of unfortunate because they would release it at like 2 a.m eastern time so we didn't y'all get to really experience it together they gotta maybe correct that but like at least like yeah. 10 10 p.m eastern or something they're dropping like at 10 p.m eastern bro and we yeah. can all be watching nine or maybe eight Oh, first <laughs> T just getting off work, having to rush home before he checks yeah, Twitter. I gotta rush home. Like that can't go to the gym first. I gotta the show's coming on now. No, I um yeah, the Wednesday releases I actually kind of like the midweek sort of thing because for some reason, and I I think it's the weekend buffer, maybe that it didn't feel as long between shows as WandaVision did. Yeah, I buy that. I love the Wednesday. I I think I really think it has to do with like you looking forward to it after the week starts, but then you have the full weekend to kind of ruminate on it. As with like a Friday release, you're like Friday, boom, weekend. And then you got to wait till the next Friday. I don't know. It's the same amount of time, but it just makes sense in my mind. Yeah, something about it being like the middle of the work week instead of I have to get through my entire like working five days and then i'll watch the newest wandavision it's like nah nice little midweek treat well you know some spice up the water cooler conversation spice up these zoom calls on thursday well yeah and that's 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 true stefan you said you're burnt out by friday so it's like or you're going out friday night like you're not watching wandavision as soon as it as soon as it comes out so you're probably watching it the next morning like i know i was like watching wandavision like and watching sports the next day. You know what I mean? It would kind of was just a full thing. So having the Wednesday, it was the thing that I was going to watch the next day. You know what I mean? It makes sense. You don't got nothing going on on a regular Wednesday. You don't got nothing going on. So it's just like, all right, I'm just going to watch this show. You know, Mm -hmm. that's as opposed to, oh, fuck, football's on, basketball's on, and I got to squeeze in WandaVision. It's just different. Yeah. So I don't have much more to talk about. Like we could go in depth with like theories and whatnots, but I think I'm just looking forward to the rest of the movies being released, especially now all the ones that have to deal. I think most of them are going to have to deal with like this whole situation. Dr. Strange, Dr. Strange has to put up Wilt numbers coming in. Um, they dropped the trailer for Dr. Strange. It's going to be so fucking crazy. I can't wait. I need it in my life. I need it right now. I need it, bro. Especially for people who haven't seen. I think they made us with Doctor Strange. True. Yeah. Really? I, what is how? I think Eternals. I just think that it's gonna be so hyped up that they're dealing with all the multiverse stuff that it's not gonna be that he's gonna be fighting one villain that maybe has like a key to it all, but it's not gonna be the chaos that everybody's uh. thinking. But I do think Eternals. And I hate to speak their name. I love those people. You better you stop know, talking about fans. You better stop talking about the journals on here, bro. <laughs> but like that's the movie where they're hiding everything. There's been nothing leaked about that movie. That trailer was so bland. And I keep coming back to the point of like they ignored all this stuff, but now is when they're gonna come out. This so, one like, they I think you that's up. When you better all be careful. Hit the fan. This I love y'all though. Y'all are great people. <laughs> <laughs> I love BTS. They're the best. Thank you. <laughs> but yeah, I could definitely see like the Doctor Strange thing being a huge curveball. Obviously, we know Elizabeth Olsen is in it. So I got something to do with Wanda and all that shit she was learning at the end of uh, WandaVision or whatever. But it might not be Doctor Strange like having to fucking try and reel back in all the timelines or whatever. But whatever it is, it's going to be fucking insane. And I'm fucking ready for it because 
Yikes. Well, something it's it's not going to resolve itself because then you still have the Ant-Man uh, quantum mania where they're going to get even further down the rabbit hole in that. And K- Jonathan Majors is actually confirmed in that movie already. So it's... it's yeah. I wonder if he's going to show up in... I was thinking about that because we only know that he's an Ant-Man. So I wonder if he's going to show up in Doctor Strange or will it just be the Doctor Strange-Wanda dynamic? I really do think they could set it up to where Wanda is the big bad of Doctor Strange then at the end they find an understanding and then everybody is now together to go fight Kang together whenever we're going to fight Kang. And then Kang comes through in the post credit scene. And then, Kang, <laughs> and then Kang, yeah, exactly. Like Kang, you realize in the post credit scene that Kang is about to drop 75 points and niggas can't guard him. Like, yeah. that, like that's, all, that's all they have to give us, really. And we're, all, we're still in. And it's perfect to make Ant-Man have like significance to the wider MCU because those are like, I like Knowing, the Yeah, because nobody gives a shit. But nobody cares about them. They're, they're, and they a lot less people watch those movies. But now that there's going to be stuff about the quantum realm in there that's going to be relevant to the larger picture, we all going to be there. We're all going to be watching Ant-Man. And we're all going to be watching Paul Rudd do his quips just so we can get more information about the larger MCU. I do wish we could get like one villain movie or one villain show. Like I, I've gotten so attached because of how amazing I thought Thanos was. It would have been so much better to see more of his story. So like, if we got a got Thanos show, amazing actor with a, there was, it was a like perfect to give you like a Kane Disney Plus show. There was a there was a uh, there was a comic strip that I saw today of Doctor Doom ripping Thanos's spine out of his uh, body. Like holy crap. Yo, if Doctor Doom, if Doctor Doom is that strong, then we need him in the MCU ASAP, bro. I want to see everything. I want the villains to take over Phase Four. I want the villains to go crazy. I don't want the Avengers to win at any point. I just want it to look so bad, like oh shit, it's scary hours. And then we could have the superhero bullshit in whatever the last movie is. But I want the villain to win every movie from here on out until we get to the big one. All right, that is uh, our Loki review. We're going to talk some Emmy nominations. What is the next show to come out? Is it? Uh, it's what if. What if? Yeah. August. I'm actually excited about that. I don't know if that'll have any sort of impact on the. They haven't said that it will, but it might. I I I, I doubt it. I yeah, I think they said recently that it's going to have impact on it. Is it? Here, here's what they did when yeah. it, when they first announced it. We didn't know where where we were going, so it looks like something that's separate. But now that we know the multiverses are like into the MCU canon, they could easily use the use this to tell other stories of, of other timelines, but that are yeah. actually relevant to the movies that will have people will reference the events that we see in the show. They could easily tie it in. So I'm sure they're going to tie it in somehow. I'm interested. I'm interested in that. What if show? So uh, let's talk about some Emmy nominations just really quickly. Um Emmy nominations came out just a couple of days ago, you know, the, but irrelevant to this conversation, multiple Disney plus shows were nominated for Emmys. I think Disney plus probably came away with actually the most Emmy nominations. Uh, I know that uh, the Mandalorian was tied, I think to the most uh, by any show, but comedy series, um, a show that everyone watches still right. Blackish. Uh, Cobra uh, Kai. Yeah, that's still on. Somebody's still watching that, I guess. <laughs> Cobra Kai, which I didn't know was a comedy series. Um, Emily, funny. Emily in Paris, Hacks, which people really like on HBO. Pim Fifteen, Ted Lasso, which I think will probably win. The Flight Attendant, which Dutch watched, 
and a show that I know for a fact not one person on this planet watches, but they continue to nominate it for Emmys, The Commencing Method. Not a real show. Not a real thing. I don't think it's a real show. Never even heard of that. It's on Netflix. <laughs> it's on Netflix, yeah. Somebody I'm, else. Oh, yeah, I'm done with Netflix. <laughs> Netflix is out of here, man. I think it's I'm a sorry. lot of people are, yeah. Netflix is out of here. They're done. Somebody else just recommended The Flight Attendant to me. So after Dex did it, and then this other person was like, watch The Flight Attendant. It's really good. And I have Apple TV. I just have never used it. So I'm going to try to get through Ted Lasso and The Flight Attendant here in the next month. Ted Lasso, See, a lot I of people. Apple TV now, too. I need to watch Ted Lasso. Ted Lasso, a lot of people will make it better than it is, but it, it was genuinely when it came out, like, and people started to latch onto it, height of the pandemic, it was genuinely a good show to like watch and feel good because it's just a feel good show. Like it really is one of those ones where you're just, you're, you're blown away by how kind, unreasonably kind the, the main character is. And Jason Sudeikis is really funny. And it's just a, just a good palate cleanser of a show is nothing more, nothing less, but people want to make it like better than it is, but it is really, really good. I'm going to watch it. Um, let's see. Lead like actor. My TV trashy. So I don't think I'll watch that now. <laughs> Lead, lead actor Anthony Anderson, Keenan Thompson for Keenan, a show that I think literally just came out. Um, wow. William H. Macy for Shameless again. Jason, that show's still on? Yeah. That, wait, Shameless is still airing? Yep. <laughs> I literally they're, didn't know that. They're like in their 12th or 13th season. Yeah, I literally yeah. didn't know that. Uh, Jason Sudeikis, who he'll probably win. And then Michael Douglas for the show that doesn't exist, The Kaminsky Method. I am 100% certain if you go to Netflix and click on The Kaminsky Method, it just does nothing happens. It'll do like a redirect. It'll just take <laughs> it back to the front page. Uh, lead actress, Tracy Ellis Ross, Blackish, uh, Gene Smart for Hacks, Allison Janney for Mom. I didn't even know she was still on that Wait, show. Did you say Anthony Anderson and Tracy Ellis Ross are nominated? Yeah, Both they got nominated. They continue to get nominated. This for late. This late into that show? That's so strange. It's it's like the modern family. It's like the modern family effect where it's like it gets in the 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 the, the Emmy voters and the uh Golden Globe voters don't 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 have any creativity really. It's um, a good show. I just I didn't first I didn't know people were still watching because they made so many spin-offs. I didn't even know that the original was still airing. I didn't know Blackish was still on TV. I thought they had moved on to the all the offsprings, the grownish and the mixedish or whatever they're called. Yeah. Wow, um, I, that's fascinating. That show was awful. I thought all of the Blackish episodes were terrible. So I really, really liked it when it first. I liked it too. Started. I liked it. I thought it was good. I feel like that show started when I was in like high school. Like it's been on for forever. Like or I might have been like fresh out of high school. But I also I really, liked really Modern liked Family. It. And then I grew I up and I was like, this is kind of kind of. Then I grew up. <laughs> Blackish started in 2014. Jesus. Yeah, I fresh out of high school. <laughs> I like oh, Modern man. Family too, but it wasn't like this is the next Seinfeld or anything, but it was like, eh, it's a watchable show. But then at some point you just become like tired of eating popcorn and you want to eat steak. So you just move on to something else. God damn. You know that they got to be paying uh, Tracy Ellis Ross and Anthony Anderson buku bucks. They are paying <laughs> them so much money. Anthony Anderson has to be fucking just Loaded. paid. I swear he'll endorse anything. He's got a of the balls right now. Like, and get paid, black man. Get paid. I love it. Uh, Ad Bryant was. Uh, I think this was a uh, a Hulu show. Shrill, and then Kaylee Cuoco for the flight attendant round out that. 
supporting actor. We don't have to do all of these. Supporting actor for a comedy. Good lord, Keenan Thompson, rack up the uh, rack up the nomination. Saturday Night Live. I didn't uh, know that show was out yet. But he's already being nominated for it. <laughs> no, this was this was he got one for Saturday Night Live. Oh, um, okay, okay, okay. Bowen Yang for Saturday Night Live. Carl Clemens Hopkins for Hacks. Brendan Hunt for Ted Lasso, Nick Muhammad for Ted Lasso, Jeremy Swift for Ted Lasso, Brett Goldstein for Ted Lasso, and get Paul Reiser. Wait, how, how did Ted Lasso wow, get four of the of the how? Is it that good? I have to watch this now. It it's genuinely yeah, I'm gonna start it tonight. It, it's genuinely good. Um I might but, start nothing tonight, but what, <laughs> yeah, yeah <laughs> start the sleep. back of your eyelids. <laughs> Yeah, look, um, once I fail past a certain threshold, then I just go crazy and just I'm up all night. So we we cool. almost there. That's cap. Uh, supporting With actor. Hundred eighty milligrams of caffeine from Mountain Dew Rise Energy. <laughs> oh there my you God. go, Dex. Talk to him. Yes, please stop drinking that shit. Y'all fucking grow up. Drink rain. <laughs> Can you not drink that shit, bro? That shit is killing your insides. Have you tried it? It's no, so I good, would, bro. <laughs> why would I try it? I, I know all the nasty shit that's in there, bro. I don't want to be, I don't want it to be good. I'm going to you like two bucks right now for tomorrow. I'm not taking, <laughs> I'm, I'm not taking, tomorrow. I'm not taking that many food you go, cakes. You're going to feel different Lava. tomorrow. <laughs> Mountain Dew Rice, please sponsor the pod. I know you're listening. You see tweets. I'm one of like seven people who tweets you. Just respond. <laughs> Hashtag ad. <laughs> Hashtag sponsor. Sponsored. <laughs> Um, best supporting actress in a comedy series: Hannah uh, Ibender for Hacks, Aidy Bryant for Saturday Night Live, Kate McKinnon for Saturday Night Live, Cecily Strong for Saturday Night Live, Juno Temple for Ted Lasso, Hannah uh, Winningham for Ted Lasso, and Rosie Perez for The Flight Attendant. What the so, fuck is happening on Ted Lasso? What what is happening right now? Is the it Emmys, like Game the of Emmy Thrones? People What's happening? Five shows. <laughs> They watched two shows. <laughs> this is crazy. Ted Lasso hacks, and they, they know Saturday Night Live is still on, so they're like, I can vote for that one. <laughs> the Emmys are like the Grammys. They're purely s- Apple money. They're, yeah, they're so weird. The, the Emmys or the Grammys are so weird to me because the, they, they take like a whole year for them to like start coming because Ted Lasso was released uh, the I don't know. It's 2021. It's it was released like January of 2020. Like it was, yeah, it was released a long time ago. So like, it's like the Grammys where it's like, oh, Shape of You is nominated. That came out in 2019. (laughs) (laughs) Um, yeah. So uh, outstanding drama series, Bridgerton, Lovecraft. This is why it's weird. Lovecraft uh, Country, uh. Posse, which I've never even heard of on FX. The Boys, which I didn't know was a drama series. Well, it's definitely, it's like a, it's comedy, but also kind of drama. Um, The Crown, Handmaid's Tale, The Mandalorian, and This Is Us. This is us, still in the league. Yeah, it's going to be, it's going to be This Is Us again. No, I'm, this is kind of an interesting category, actually, because it is some good di- diversity here, especially because you get like the boys and stuff, you know, the boys, boys and, the and Mando and yeah. the Handmaid's Tale. That, oh, I, that's weird. That's a weird category. Um, lead actor. Let's see here. Uh, Reggie John Page for Bridgerton. Um, Jonathan Majors for Lovecraft Country. Matthew Reese for Perry Mason, which is a show that no one watched. Uh, Billy Porter for Posse. Uh, Josh O'Connor for The Crown. And Sterling Crane Brown for This Is Us. 
Interesting. You don't want to give any Bridgerton love? Nah, like, I no. You can't give him an award for that. That his, his role was so weird. Like I appreciate like the the commitment that it takes for your your character to just violently pull out of sex every episode, but like you, you can't get an award for that. I'm sorry. <laughs> pull out game strong. Or like we... 36 seconds of that when I came downstairs and my wife was watching. I was like, oh, this is awful. <laughs> Women love that show, but yeah, like his character, like his main plot point is that he just refuses to have a child, but it's like the olden days, so they don't have condoms, and he has to like violently pull out every time he has sex. Like it's the most aggressive pull out. Well, when you describe it like that, that kind of seems somewhat entertaining. <laughs> not what I saw those few seconds. <laughs> That's not the part of the show that I saw. Um, why didn't you lead with that? No. Um... <laughs> Outstanding lead actress in a drama series, uh, Uzo uh, Aduba for In Treatment, uh, Journey Smollett for Lovecraft Country, uh, MJ Rodriguez for Posse, Olivia Coleman for The Crown, Emma Corrin for The Crown, and Elizabeth Moss for Handmaid's Tale. No I'm idea. almost certain this show is called Pose and not Posse. Uh, oh, is <laughs> Oh, that's what he's talking about? I was like, what is this posse show? No, it's Pose. I'm an idiot. <laughs> I Disreg- heard that show. Disregard everything that I have said because I have never once watched this show. Good job, Dex. Good job. <laughs> I was like, I'm looking Holy. at the list. I'm like, what are, what are we talking about? What Holy shit. Posse? Holy <laughs> shit. What a fucking awful take by me. That was terrible. Somebody, somebody is going to thank you. Uh, I was like, I was like, what's the concept of this posse show? Because they got a couple of nominations, but I've literally never heard of it. No, I get it. I get it. Holy shit, that's terrible. Um, Pose. Sorry, guys. Never once watched it, but maybe that's on me. Um, outstanding supporting actor in a drama series. Uh, Michael K. Williams for Lovecraft Country. Jonathan Lithgow for Perry Mason. Uh, Tobias Menzies for The Crown. Bradley Whitford for The Handmaid's Tale. Ot. Uh, I messed this up. Uh, Fedabinle for The Handmaid's Tale. Max uh, Minghella for The Handmaid's Tale. Giancarlo Esposito for The Mandalorian. He's on screen for like 15 seconds. And Chris Sullivan for This Is Us. All right, one category I got to get everybody's take on who they think should win. Outstanding lead actress in a limited series or TV movie. Michaela Cole for I May Destroy You. Cynthia Erivo for Genius Aretha. I didn't watch that. I didn't hear anything about it. Elizabeth Olsen for WandaVision, Anya Taylor-Joy for Queen's Gambit, Kate Winslet for Mayor of Easttown. Anya Anya Taylor-Joy. I'm I'm, I'm Anya Hive. Uh, Everybody's Anya Hive. Okay. She made me play chess, bro. She made me play chess for like one week. I played chess, bro. That's Chell had no business being as good as I got my set upstairs. (laughs) (laughs) I got my set upstairs too, bro. That shit was so... There's no way it should have been that good. There's no way something about chess should have been that good. No, not chess. Mm-mm. Yeah, there's no way. That we might also, have been the last like Netflix thing that everyone was like, "Yeah, this is good. We we needed this." There was also a full four or five week discussion on is she good looking? <laughs> no, but she yeah. is good looking. I but the whole thing tell. was like, is she attractive? I think yeah, I just want to. Like, I think I just like no disrespect character. to the no disrespect to this woman, but that character was so good that you were just like, wait, wait. <laughs> 
Yeah, it's like Anya Taylor Joy. She kind of looks like an alien, hair, red hair. but like a hot alien. Like, <laughs> oh, now you're talking dicks. All right, <laughs> ready now. Please don't talk about aliens. Please don't do this. <laughs> like, obviously, Anya Taylor. I really Joy love Mayor East Town, though. Too, I thought that was amazing. That show was so fire. <laughs> yeah, I thought the uh, Mayor of East Town was a really good uh, mystery, and then they kind of just. The ending wasn't that great, but it doesn't really matter. Um, and obviously, Anya Taylor Joy, respectfully, because you wouldn't even spit in any of our general directions. So that's uh, there's that. But that that was a full on discussion for weeks on on Twitter. Speak for yourself, my brother. <laughs> I'm saying if I if I get the right chance, bro, you gonna say never mind. Um, Lin Manuel got an Emmy nomination for Hamilton. Yep. So did Leslie Odom Jr. I mean, it came yep. out a year ago. Uh, and Paul Bettany for WandaVision as well. Give it to Paul. He's talking to himself the entire show. Wanda and Vision got nominated. The MCU really won, bro. Like, they, they get, just getting these kind of nominations by making their first foray into TV is like a big deal. Obviously, it's not the first foray into TV, but nobody really cared about any of those Netflix shows, and nobody was trying to nominate the nigga that played Daredevil or nothing like that. So, like, <laughs> this is a different level. Like, and I'll take it. Wait, who is Anthony Ramos in Hamilton? Uh, what's his fucking name? The one that dies. <laughs> what's his name? Oh, Aaron Burr. No, no, he's uh in the first half of it. He's uh no, the second half of it. He's Lin Manuel's kid that dies. Baby Hamilton, and then the first half he's uh <laughs> baby Hamilton. Fuck, what's his name? I haven't watched Hamilton in a long time. I don't remember. I really somebody, somebody is screaming. Hamilton, <laughs> Someone is screaming at us right now. Anyway. <laughs> um, yeah, so the the real funny one was a supporting actor or a guest actor or something. Or was it a supporting actor nod? I think a, it's it guest actor. Yeah, oh. it, it was either guest or supporting actor was John Cheadle got nominated for 40 seconds of screen time in, uh, in Captain Falcon and the Winter, Winter Soldier. Falcon and the Winter he Soldier. He didn't even do anything. <laughs> he literally did not. Yeah, I was trying to remember, like, what did he do? And I think they were just, like, in the museum, and then he walked off. Like, <laughs> yeah, then he never came back. Like, He's like, oh, you gave back the shield? Cool. Uh, they must have been, been very affected by that scene. They must have been in tears. Like, oh, my God, Don Cheadle. Like, he was only on screen for, like, a minute. Like. We didn't do shit. They just he want people been a to co-signer sh- for that loan too. That's that for the money. government had a good military job. That's facts, bro. He should have helped my man out. He should have. He should have put his suit up as capital. <laughs> all right, that yeah, is been- Don Cheadle's tweet reacting to that shit is an all time. <laughs> Don Cheadle's a legend. No disrespect, goes- Don Cheadle. We- we love Don Cheeto on this podcast. But he goes, thanks, well wishers. Sorry, haters. Agreed, shruggers. I don't really get it either. But on we go. <laughs> <laughs> Fuck Swag you. Him out. I got every nomination. I might win. I, it is what I hope they is. give it to him. I hope trophy. they give it to him. They, they gave me the, the trophy. I'm putting it on the shelf like every other one. Facts. <laughs> hope Sorry, they give guys. All right. Stefan, Mr. Blah Blah, thank you for coming on. We got to get your one take. Give us your one movie, film, actor, director, any sort of uh, take about the about the movie or TV industry that you got to get off your chest right now? Oh, I'm so nervous for this. Ooh, wee. Hold on, I gotta think about that. 
I'm not like a really, really big movie person. Like I see y'all talk about it. I'm like, oh, that's that actor. That's that person. Or we're watching a movie with my wife. I'm like, I don't know who that guy is. He's the guy in the other movie. <laughs> what's but, a movie What's a movie that either you hate that everybody else loves or you love that everybody else hates? I really hate Remember the Titans. And I went on a rant about that before. <laughs> what? Um, Wait, why don't you like Remember the Titans? Because it's not accurate. <laughs> oh, no, well, uh, it's a movie. <laughs> Oh no! I hate the blind side with a damn passion. That's yeah, the that's, damn that's movie fair. I hate. That movie sticks. He was a damn five star from like the time he was in the ninth <laughs> yes, damn grade. Yes. Like I remember him. Like bro, didn't like have to learn how to pass block. He was literally the most gifted ass tackle at the age of like thirteen. I and to have the little woman come out to practice was bullshit to teach him how to pass block. Like he knew how yeah, to pass block. He knew how Look to him pass up block. Arrival. He was there for years. <laughs> that that is so much that's even more egregious than like than like remember the Titans solves racism like this yeah. is that's even more egregious is that uh, is that they taught him how to pass Sandra block Bullock a, taught him how to become an NFL pass blocker that's and, what happened like how how did yeah. she teach him this Sandra Bullock in the racism you become like a great blocker from that one five seconds after that he just doesn't get anybody to get <laughs> he's got it forever <laughs> she ended racism she ended childhood homelessness she uh Ended quarterback sacks. Like she, Sandra Bullock <laughs> is the goat. She ended quarterback sacks. Daniel, Never happened again. Daniel Tosh had a bit about that movie and just said that uh, in the moral of that story is that kidnapping is profitable. Oh, <laughs> <laughs> well, absolutely, absolutely. Yeah, that's that a, sticks. That's, that's egregious. A good that's a, that is a very good take. Uh, although we love, I I stand Sandra Bullock. I love Sandra Bullock, but. Uh, Teach has the Sandra Bullock take. Yeah, I was gonna say, doesn't Teach hate Sandra Bullock? Yeah, I don't hate her. I just th- don't find her very compelling. I just don't find her very. There's nothing that she does that makes me feel like, oh, this is amazing. I don't I hate her. She's, she's perfectly fine. You've watched Speed though. But my my hot take was that Bird Box is that the name of that movie that Netflix movie everybody watched? Bird <laughs> Box. Word Bird Box has a superior actress and they killed the superior actress in the first scene of the film and then we have to watch be here with with this woman like does, you just killed off the person who should have been the lead of this film it didn't make sense i got five seconds in that movie and i was like yeah i'm good wait are you talking about sarah paulson yes sarah paulson in the scene <laughs> where they're in the car together sarah paulson is acting her off the screen and then they kill sarah paulson it doesn't she's killing her bro yeah you're she, not going on a road trip you're not following sarah paulson through this wasteland you're not gonna do i it, am because no. sarah paulson is a superior actress sarah paulson is the creepiest woman on the planet that is my take <laughs> just like actually sarah paulson not just like, like her in general yeah she is the creepiest person i've ever fucking seen everything that she ever does terrifies me it doesn't matter what she's doing i am just afraid of sarah paulson it's partially because of the woman she's married to she's or whatever. busting down an 80 year old yeah like why are yeah. you why are you with an 80 year old woman also like her facial features just aren't in the right places like something about them is just they're just not set properly and it's just very very strange look it up look at a picture of sarah paulson study her facial features and it'll be like yeah you're right some something's not where it's supposed to be <laughs> all right that has been a one take podcast. what i'm doing right now i'm like who is this person <laughs> You know her. Oh, I see it. I see it. I'm sorry to interrupt you, but yeah, I, I see, it. see it. What is wrong with her face? Hey, look, look at her. Look at her wife. <laughs> like, 
I've we, never seen her white. Oh, look at this. And 2K, and you have the lights really. Oh, my God. She is scary, respectfully. I don't want to be mean to yeah, anybody. Something right. Like that, but... Wait, who is this woman that she's married to? Is she married to this old lady? Yeah. Yes. <laughs> oh, my God. Wait, wait. <laughs> yeah. Oh, in the picture with the pink and black? Yeah, that's her wife. Oh, no. <laughs> <laughs> yes. Okay. I'm Y'all didn't that... know that. Y'all didn't know this? I'm glad we could get some Sarah Paulson slander oh. in this Loki episode. Wait, <laughs> yeah. I love Sarah Paulson. I don't like that. Sarah Paulson is an amazing actress. I don't know who the fuck she'd be marrying. I didn't know about this before. <laughs> this is extremely creepy. I can give you that. It's extremely creepy. Defund Sarah Paulson, please. Thank really you. Old. No! Like, no, we're really not defunding Sarah Paulson. Holland hashtag, hashtag support uh, Sarah Paulson. That's the new hashtag for this podcast. Support <laughs> Sarah Paulson. Thunder. He's got this old sugar mama to like get her in her... <laughs> like she's old on her deathbed mama. like that whole wheel is like waiting there in like 30 that's... days or so oh my god that's so strange i did not know this how do you even fall in love with a person that old like how... yeah well in one circumstance we're all together and y'all like had sparks and fell for each other that doesn't make sense it, i don't understand i don't uh holland taylor is uh 78 sarah paulson is um Ooh. Like 45? 46. 46. That's, the, that's so weird. Nothing, like, you can't talk about a single thing. Like You're helping her set up her iPhone. And helping her <laughs> like, troubleshoot with technical issues. Can you Yo. set up my iPad? <laughs> Do you remember where you were when Kennedy got killed? <laughs> this is so crazy. Y'all just this, ruined my night. My this night woman was an adult when we landed on the moon. <laughs> Wow, this is so crazy. Yeah, no, it's oh, I, I hate it. Way worse. <laughs> go, wow. we won't, we won't show you here, but go up and look up uh, Sarah Paulson. So yeah, that's uh, that has been uh, a one take podcast. Hey, Stefan, thank you so much for coming on, man. We really appreciate it. Thank y'all for having me. If I don't tweet past eight o'clock for the next couple of nights, no, I'm recouping these two hours. <laughs> <laughs> No, we we really appreciate it, man, and uh, hope to have you back on. Dex, uh, where can they find the dopest Houston merch? Apollo Media. We got the best website in the city, ApolloHOU.com. Go on there. You'll find the dopest Houston merch. Ship it all over the world. You'll find One Take Podcast merch, too. Uh, yeah, and if you want 10% off because our shirts are a little pricey for you, then use promo code One Take Pod. O-N-E-T-A-K-E-P-O-D. You can also find us, you know, writing about stuff on there. I'll be going to an event this weekend in Houston. John uh, Carlos Esposito, previously mentioned on the Scott Pod, will be there. Uh, Mario Lopez and shit will be there. And I'm just going to just write about it on the website. So, you know, check us out. Apollo HOU. All right. And you can find us on uh, Spotify. You can find us on Apple iTunes. You can find us anywhere, actually. Go follow us on Instagram. Go follow us on Twitter, One Take Pod. as number one take pod. Also, go follow us on TikTok because we're on there as well. Uh, the Sarah Paulson slander may also be on there after after a little bit. I'm but, tweeting Sarah Paulson slander right now from the account, just so you know. <laughs> awesome. All right. So thank you so much, Stefan, for coming on. Go follow at Mr. Blah Blah on Twitter, at Mr. Underscore Blah Underscore Blah. Thank you so much. One more underscore. I forget. But yeah, thank you so much for coming on. And uh, Dex, what are we doing? Hashtag support for Y'all know what's going on. All right, we're out.